This would not catch my attention. Hey, you big-titted animals. Uh, 35-year-old male with depression anxiety. My question regards correlation between the sensation of deja vu and panic attacks. Very in... Oh, these questions are getting so good. Hi, I'm Dr. Drew, and this is Dr. Drew After Dark. Please be advised that Dr. Drew After Dark may contain sexually oriented content and be unsuitable for young children. Hey, everybody. Welcome to Dr. After Dark. We appreciate you being here, and it's... Me and the booth boys once again because we have a lot of unfinished business, these gentlemen and I. So we're going to do one more and we're going to focus in on your questions on emails at drdrewafterdark at gmail.com and your voice messages at 818-253-1693. Keep them coming. Gentlemen, you well today? Are we? This is the best we've ever been. It's the best of all possible worlds. Um, I have an email I'm going to get right to because she, she, if you want to catch my attention, you just... uh, address it as hi dr drew my king above 18 now i'm in got to take this message Uh, my husband and i had unprotected sex at a perfect time before my last period meaning in terms of pregnancy my period is always heavy but i never had a cramp in my life i'm not a birth control we are not ready to be parents at 23 agree with that so i decided to take plan b for the first time my period that month was over a week late but once it came i had a major cramp and large clots and it concerned me as well as fever and diarrhea Ooh, that's interesting uh, I peed on a stick and it was negative. So did I just have a bad reaction to plan B? Or do I have miscarriage early on? Sincerely, a concerned woman. Um, plan B will screw up your period for a while. Uh, it does do that. Uh, having unusual uh, either early or late or off cycle or cramp, all that stuff is normal after plan B. That can happen for sure. It can happen how, kind of quick afterwards too. Sometimes. How long is a while? Like how long could it mess it up for? Uh, for several months. I mean, if it, if it, I mean, usually it doesn't, but it could do that. I mean, your body has to get back on cycle. And if it's hard for it to do that, it'll take a few months to do that. Um, but uh, it is also possible you had a miscarriage. That's possible, but not likely since you had a negative pregnancy test. And uh, the fever and diarrhea, I'm guessing the diarrhea was loose stool because you were sort of inflamed around the uterus generally. And I'm guessing the fever was not documented that you actually didn't have a temperature. You felt like you had a fever, but you did not. Uh, why do people have that? Why do they have what? Like, why do they feel feverish? And then the, when they, like, check, there's no because, fever. Because, look, if you're, if you're actually, people have really kind of misconceived what a fever is about. If they feel clammy and sweaty and just sort of not right, like their skin temperature is wrong, that's your body's reaction to being off. That is not fever. Fever is chilling. You chill to bring your temperature up. And people just imagine somehow fever is sort of this flushed state, which it is not. Uh, it can be a little bit that way, but it's if you're really developing a fever, it is chills. You feel cold so your body can drive its temperature up. So that's how that works. Interesting. So uh, if you feel cold, then that's a symptom. Like like unusually cold, yeah. Uh, this would not catch my attention. Hey, you big-titted animals. Uh, 35-year-old male with depression anxiety. My question regards correlation between the sensation of deja vu and panic attacks. Very in... Oh, these questions are getting so good. Half of my deja, deja vu experiences are immediately followed by the symptoms of panic, anxiety. Is this common? So far, it's, it hasn't been debilitating, but when I was coming up in this May, yes, yes, I had to pull the car over twice to manage the attack. Literature on that sensation is lacking, so I hope you can shed some light on it. Okay, two things to be said about this. Sometimes, do you know what deja vu is, right? Yeah. Okay. Sometimes deja vu is a seizure phenomenon. Whoa. Uh, and Or at least a, a aura for seizure. Uh, there's also something called jamais vu, which is a relative, a deja, deja vu is literally French for already seen, right? It's mm. a feeling that I've already seen this. Well, guess what? There's an, a similar syndrome called jamais vu, feeling like you've never seen things before that are familiar, but you feel like you've never seen them before. Like, like if you're looking at this camera going, I, I don't know, the camera feels unfamiliar to me. I've never seen it before, but I know I've seen it because I've sat here many times. That's jamais vu. Also a seizure phenomenon hmm. or a or an aura phenomenon, more likely. So deja vu um, is connected to seizures? Can be. Can be. Uh, and so what I'm saying is ought to get evaluated by a doctor because but by the same token, and now this is the part that I this is more common, by the same token, panic attacks, recent research has shown, is often triggered by some sort of physical or sensory experience. And I can tell you personally, I had panic disorder and I would occasionally get this weird ringing in my ear and that would trigger my panic, strangely. And deja vu sometimes was associated with mine too. Uh, So I I have actually had what you're having here. And in my case, it was not a seizure thing. It was just straight up panic thing. So it can also be straight up panic. Isn't that interesting? 
Wow. Yeah, wow. You guys are learning something today. <laughs> we learn every day with you, Yeah, Drew. let's see what happens at an angry Taco Bell, just so I can uh, learn, teach more. I'm sure this is going to be an opportunity to really teach something important. When I think about it, there it is. Yeah, my chicken quesadilla. I'm driving around. Come on, bitch. I asked you about my chicken quesadilla. You didn't get it. Bring your motherfucking ass on. I'll bust your head, bitch. Right here I am. Shut up or put up. Fuck you, bitch. <laughs> <laughs> I like that she's laughing. It's so good. I like that she's laughing. It's fantastic. Well, yeah, this guy wants to fight I mean, someone over a quesadilla. Chicken quesadilla. Did Ch I have? I'll I, fight you about that. I hey, mean, come I on have now. The, the chicken quesadillas at Taco Bell do fuck. You know, I would fight about that. Yeah. And what, what I kind of like about this is just a reminder that there are fed smokers everywhere. They're, they're this fed, guy reads fed, like a fed smoker to you? Uh, early fed smoker. But this feel, this feels like alcohol driven, you know? Like uh, it, this doesn't... There could be some substances mixed in. But but I what I say I I said on the last show that I want our our viewers to bring me some early fed smoker. I I think you'll see this kind of stuff going on with early fed smoker. Oh, before sort of he sort found of the meth. Yeah, sort of angry, but sent you know sort of not insane angry insane manifestations of anger but the 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 narratives make sense right and later they don't stop it you can eat a chicken quesadilla i could relate to this anger yeah, like you know you go to a place and the door is locked and you're like I, I just want i just want a chicken quesadilla but you don't say that out loud but this guy does this guy does he's a fed smoker acolyte uh hey mommies doctors wondering if it's good to remove some of your blood every once in a while like putting oil in a new car no there is absolutely zero relationship between your hematological system and oil in a car but she does go on or he does go on to say uh i'll have to come up in may if you don't tell me and let's let's not let us get busy uh if you'll get busy and i'll get busy and then we've whoa, whoa, whoa another fed smoker um but anyway uh yeah letting the only reason you blood let is if you have a condition called polycythemia rubra vera, which is an excessive production of red cells by your bone marrow that can rely in increased blood viscosity, it can cause brain injury and heart attacks, all kinds of good stuff. Uh, I should look through these emails before I, before I say No, nah, I think it's better this way. Ah, here's a good one. Uh, I have always thought that I have more testosterone than usual for a female. I love car snakes, worms. I often did not wear a shirt outside until I was 13 and forced to. I enjoy being a woman physically, but I operate in a more masculine way. My sex drive is extremely high. I didn't reach the age of menarche until age 17. Then I went from very boyish to big-titted animal. Gentlemen? Sick. Uh, sick. Could the later age of onset have something to do with my masculine demeanor? No. Interests are more of hormonal imbalance. Um, thank you for the good information. Long live the rational revolution. Uh, Mary, thank you. Um, Mary, um, it's very complicated what you're describing, right? I don't, I don't know that without a lot of information that you don't need to even go through. Um, I don't know that we can specifically characterize this, except to say that women are quite a spectrum in terms of their hormonal milieu and how they respond to it. Uh, some women are highly testosterone and progesterone responsive as it pertains to their libido. Uh, other women, progesterone and estrogen and testosterone can make them depressed and aggressive. So it's a quite a big spectrum out there. And for some women, the estrogen phenomenon, which is what creates receptivity, gentlemen, you know what I mean by receptivity? Mm. It's not a male thing. So, so women have this phenomenon called receptivity, which is estrogen mediated, which is openness to sexual encounter, essentially. Now, now that I describe it, you kind of know what I'm talking about? Openness to a sexual encounter. Like You're talking about like a deer that, that's ready to be hunted. Well, there's you know some of that, but but it's more like it's more like just before when there's a receptive willingness, a receptivity. It's a, sort of a relaxation state. It's an open state, and men have zero of this. We got we have no receptivity. That, that's not something that we can even contemplate. But uh, it's something if you pay attention to, you will see in your estrogenized female partners, and some of them have more of that, some of them have less of that. It's, it's all over the place when it comes to women and and hormones. Uh, let's see. Uh, I don't want to brown and yellow. It doesn't really, uh, um, my Asian girlfriend and I see each other every weekend. And when we have sex, we only enjoy it without a condom. Mm. Since we're not ready for kids, she's been on birth control. All right. The problem is she often forgets to stay on the birth control. Pill. Perfect. Then why don't you take the shot or an implant or something that doesn't stop her from giving me. <laughs> Can you guys translate this for me? Yep. Okay. Here we go. She forgets to take the pill, 
but that doesn't stop her from giving me back shots until she feels the warm nut pumping into her. What are back mm, shots? Back shots. I think maybe he's 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 in it, and then he's just shooting up into her back. Yeah, there's something called the I see the Upeasy method, where she takes multiple pills. Right, she's been using this method once or twice a month, basically. Okay, that is that is a better than nothing the Upeasy method, but it is not optimal. So you go from ninety nine point six percent effective with that pill to like ninety percent effective. So you're you know literally taking serious risk with your nut, as you would like to say. Uh, so really, I mean, come on. Do you want to have kids or not? Uh, orgasm relieve hangovers. Ah, this is this is this thing again about withdrawal. Uh, it was opiate withdrawal a couple weeks ago. Heard about people experiencing heroin and alcohol DTs getting relief by masturbating. I have not experienced true DTs. True delirium treatments are very dangerous. People are not masturbating when they have true DTs. They're unconscious essentially. But I've had some gnarly hangovers, and in my day, orgasms absolutely relieve it. I think there's got to be something to this. Any info would be appreciated. Uh, you guys are uh, medical scientists. You're on the cutting edge, as it were, or the coming edge, if we call it uh, in this, in, in this <laughs> yeah, world. Yeah, dude. Yeah, uh, and uh, you're, you're on to something that is not described in the medical literature, I've got to tell you. Not that it couldn't be, but it might be. So let's get, uh, let's get some voice messages going here. We're going to do a lot of voice messages. I'm ready. Hey, Dr. Big Dick Energy. Hey, Mommy. I have a question. Yeah. So you guys have been talking on the show a little bit about uh, making the penis bigger. And, uh, a little bit. We always talk about length and uh, not so much about girth. And I was wondering, as a uh, avid masturbator, if uh, beating off violently or not will increase the circumference of your dick. I know that it is basically a muscle, and uh, when you work out muscles, they get bigger. So I was right. wondering if circumference is something that we can control. Keep it high and tight. All right, buddy. I'm so May. you Keep bet you are. feathering it, brother. Oh, good. Um, here's the deal, my friend. Um, I think we need to work on your receptive listening skills because if you have been listening, uh, we've said several things categorically and very clearly. The penis is not a muscle. It is not a muscle. Give me, give me the cavernous sinus. That's the right. Penis. It's cavernous tunnels. That's right. It is just a blood. It's like a sponge that fills with blood, period, end. Uh, let's get a picture of that up there really quickly. Also, you would have heard me talk about the operations that I, yeah, that's what it is. You were looking, you're not looking at muscle there. You're looking at two cavernous bodies that just fill up with blood and then there's a little more spongiform material around the urethra going down the lower lower edge of the things um but you ooh, there's a real one i've never seen look at that see that one that's yeah don't worry it's, it's blurred for the people at home oh it's good all right any event um maybe do a, a longitudinal cross-section instead of a, I i mean a, a sagittal cross-section um but let me just say uh so so no muscle no muscle i can't say that strongly enough you also that's pretty good Oh, you also might have heard me talk about a surgery that I scrubbed into where we we literally sewed cadaver tissue around the penis to give it more girth and then pulled the skin back up over that cadaver tissue. That's what I was talking about. We also talked about how you could break the suspensory ligament and, and make guys wear weights to kind of pull it out an inch, but you get about an inch or two out and you get another inch or so of circumference by sewing in the cadaver tissue but I also said they're not doing that procedure anymore because I guess there were some complications. I really I wasn't not involved in that stuff anymore, but I don't think they're doing anything like that. Now, did we, did we also show, show a procedure? Yeah, we did. Where if somebody had a micro penis, you can add a little length by putting, they sort of sew something into the end and there's right. various things they can do. Like overlap a muscle yeah, or something. Yeah, but it's all surgical. Uh, now, if you are obese, uh, losing weight can change things quite a bit for two reasons. You'll stop producing the adipose estrogen and your testosterone levels will go up. And the, the grass that has grown up around the mailbox will come back down so you can see the post on which the mailbox is posted. You understand what I'm saying? The uh, FUPA will diminish. Am I, am I being yeah. clear about it? Okay. Yeah, yeah. The FUPA will go down and you'll see more penis that way uh, on the outside world. Uh, and so there are things you can do and heavy weightlifting increases testosterone, sexual activity increases testosterone. Uh, you can go too far on all of that, right? You run excessively, your testosterone drops, you have too much sexual activity, testosterone drops. So there's sort of a, um, a sweet spot for all that, but m masturbating 
vigorously will only give you something called Peyronie's disease, acquired Peyronie, which is a, let me get a little picture of that for them too. It's a patch, it's a scar on one side from traumatizing and uh, that will then pull the penis over to that side. Yeah, some images on Peyronie's. There it is, look at that. Uh, a little curvature, a little plaque on that side. That's a good one. And uh, that kind of pulls the penis over. And those are hard things to correct these days. All right, let's go yeah, to that's another. That's a surgery, right? That is often a surgery. That is. But you'll notice just well, if you go to that picture you were pointing at, uh, to, to bring the penis in alignment, you've got to cut a pie piece out of the opposite side from the plaque oh, to pull it over. Into and, the meat? And that shortens your penis. And that shortens the penis, see? Oh, and he's like, hell no, I'll take the curve. Yeah. Right? Yeah, I feel like most dudes were just like, I'm going to, like, if they knew that the way to fix it was like, oh, yeah, we'll just take like, well, that's a half what it, there, There's stuff to inject into the plaque, too, that sometimes dissolves the plaque. And there's even some stuff topically underway that's being researched that you can put on top of it. Yeah, so there's like... stuff coming other than surgery. But but uh, the thing about a curve like that is that it hurts the female partners. They actually complain about pain. Yeah, I feel like most dudes would just try and find a lady with a curved vagina that fits the puzzle piece. Or, you know? or, or well, there is no such thing. Uh, but they would uh, adopt their technique. You know what I'm saying? I'm saying adopt a, a technical move uh, accordingly if you right. can. But it's hard. It's like go in into it, the right. It can be painful for the man too. So so it's not no fooling. Voice message, please, sir. Hello, Mommy Jeans, Papa Jeans, Dr. Jeans, all the jeans. What is up? Uh, I have a question that is actually not about white, not about yellow, not about brown. What? Not about any of those. Why things. are you calling here? About our other favorite, projectile, bell vomit. Oh. So uh, when I'm in the shower and I'm like going scrub-a-dub-dub away and some soap gets into my eye because, you know, I'm kind of a TikTok, and uh, I get this strong urge to vomit. Huh. So I was wondering why the fuck that was, because like you can't vomit out of your eyes. No. Not like swallowing soap. No. Thank you for your help. Piss on me, beat me. You know, 100% sure I will be coming up in May. Thanks, Jeans. Bye-bye. Thank, thank you, Jeans, Mommy. Um, interesting. That is not something I have run across before, so thank you for enlightening me. Thing about vomiting and nausea, it's highly reinforceable in the sense that if when you were particularly when you were younger, you were eating something and then let's say you got a fever and got sick right afterwards, that association with the food will become very powerful. So I'm wondering if when you were young, maybe you had an illness that was associated with nausea and vomiting and, and you got soap in your eye temporarily in relationship to that, not causationally, but that was just something that, that your brain hooked up as temporally related. Nausea and vomiting and disgust are extremely important um, manifestations of s things we need to do to stay safe in the sense that throughout human history, early in development, early in our evolutionary heritage, you know, if we ate something that caused nausea, we needed to know to stay away from that completely and be disgusted and pull away from it. So disgust was a, and vomiting and nausea were very important, let's call them emotions or experiences, to move us away from things that were dangerous from the standpoint of poisons or infections, that kind of thing. And so our brain was set up in such a way as to, to tightly associated behaviors to the nausea that might be related. And so there you go. Maybe there's something like that in your background. Big Texas Comer Graffiti. What the hell is that? Can you tell me? There yes. has been an explosion of taggers putting up some pretty gross graffiti around Victoria. It's the choice of words that's notable, making some laugh. Others, well, not so much. Corey Sidaway has more. They're painted in locations across Victoria. Words some may find too crude for a capital city. Pretty gross. I mean, it's kind of disrespectful. Others find it amusing. I think it's a bit funny, but I also don't care. <laughs> I think it's kind of funny. These kind of tags are popping up all over <laughs> Greater Victoria. <laughs> What's Victoria? Bay living up to its name at this location. Big Texas comer. That's what I nailed it. The men behind the tag say it started out as an inside joke back in 2018. There's really no meaning behind the word as far as, like, it was just something we both thought was funny, and if any of us had a marker or spray paint, we would just write it on that building, and eventually the city or some local hero would come and paint it over, and we'd come back the next day and do it even bigger. A joke to some, a frustration to others. Oh my god, there's so many fascinating features of this story. Yeah, what's fascinating? Uh, well, first of all, 
I, I like the reporter with in this reporter's opinion this could be problematic it's like the, her seriousness about this story that is so funny uh, is already ironic and cracks me up right look at the, the she has a her anal tone is quite high um, her what anal tone anal tone mm. she could crack walnuts oh. um, and she's taking it all very seriously some people not so much I, I actually thought she was British at one point she was so uptight in the way she announced this so that's funny uh, secondly I think all the young people they interview are like <laughs> he said come <laughs> it's like they interviewed Beavis and Butthead out on the streets hysterical and then I love with the Blink 182 shirt uh, go ahead go to that some may find too crude for a capital city. Pretty gross. I mean, it's kind of disrespectful. Others? It's like, and she likes Blink-182, which had an album called Enema of the State. Of I think course. Of, of course. And she's, she's, uh, her, her delicate sensibility are, are offended by the word anus on a brick ball. Now, I don't dig graffiti. I, it bothers me. It's, it's, it's destroying property and all that kind of stuff. And so I, I have a negative feeling about graffiti myself, even though I love graffiti art when it's you know in a place where it's not destroying property. But I love the two graffiti artists here. These guys are hysterical. They both have Texas. What is it? Big Texas. What is the Big Texas Comers? Big Texas Comers t-shirts and sweatshirts on. They're, they're Again, Beavis and Butthead. Like Beavis and Butthead got loose with a, with a paint can. And uh, I like the way they characterize people that should try to uh, disrupt their art as, uh, what do they call them, Texas good do-gooders, some television uh, uh, town do-gooders or something? Uh, like, heroes. Heroes, town City heroes come yeah. by. Um, yeah, gentlemen, um, got it. I got the joke. It is funny. I, I'm, I'm on to it. But let's not just, let's not deface things with that because then it becomes less funny. It's just, the, I, I get the irony. And, and also I like that these guys are, there's something funny in the fact that these are guys are both a little beavis and buttheady themselves in the sense that they're not graffiti artists. They're just guys with paint right. cans and write stuff. See, but then it like so They're comedians, for, to be for, fair. For a while, you know, first it's funny <clears throat> and then it gets to not funny. And then they do it so much that there's a new segment on it. I think it's back to funny again. Oh, they got you got something else to show me? No, no, no. I just showed you the new oh, yeah. segment. Yeah. Oh, a new on. segment. Yeah. A new segment. Yeah, yeah. That makes it funny. Yeah. The defacement is not funny, but the but the the fact of what they're doing is very funny. There are a couple of dad bod videos up there. Oh, a cool guy and a follow-up cool guy. I, yeah. I, I'm fascinated Yeah, I'll by show that. you both of these uh, back to back. Okay, here we go. Okay, ladies. Dad. Dad bod. You see it. Single. Still looking. Putting myself out there. Ladies, don't just scroll by. Say hello. Stop. If you're within, oh, 100, 150 miles of Fort Riley, Kansas... Send me a message. We can hook up. We can get together. I'll find you. I'm just looking for love. Apparently, I'm looking for it in all the wrong places, though. So I'm a single dad living in Chapman, Kansas. Come get me, ladies. Well, who wouldn't go for that? Yeah, pretty you know, cool message, huh? You, but cool message. However, I feel like uh, the king coached him into this. You There's a definite so? uh, king quality to this. So definitely similar angles. It, it, similar angles, similar kind of uh, attitude. It's like, hey, I'm just here for you. I'm, I love you. Hi. Hi, you queens above 18. Yeah, and I like how his only real qualification is proximity. He's like, if you're close, well, hit me up. Let's hook and, up. And let's be fair. If somebody within 500 miles contacted him, he'd get in his car right then and go. Yeah, uh, so, 150 so, mile radius proximity. See, it, it sounds, a little, it sounds right? a little desperate. Sounds a little desperate. He should not have included it, but but I know he would go anywhere to meet somebody, which is sad. But let's see what the follow up is. So the follow up, I think, sells him a little bit better than this first. All right, good. Okay, ladies, I'm back again. Listen, I got homemade meatballs in the oven. I had just finished making my spaghetti sauce. Takes eight to ten hours to make. Um, I'm making spaghetti meatballs for dinner tomorrow, and I have two bottles of wine, so actually three. So if any of you ladies are interested, give me a holler. Bye-bye now. Come on. That is, that is, come on. That was created by King. I mean, what does it make? Full on King and Queens Above 18. That's full on King. Um, but I mean, isn't this an appealing message? What doesn't make it, your dick it, hard it, 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 I bet it is appealing for some people, but it is. Look, I responded to the king. Trust me, I understand the appeal of the king. I, I, I he made me feel good when he gave me those personal messages. So I understand the appeal is. But what's fascinating to me is that it's becoming a, a a procedure, a mechanism. The king has invented something that other 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 acolytes are following. 
Mm, I feel like these guys might have arrived at this point independently. Well, or maybe there's something about the first of all, how dare you? Second of all, it may be something about the talk that sort of and why is, is this isn't TikTok either? Why isn't he on TikTok? That's where he should be. Why isn't he on he, TikTok? Right? I mean that's where he should, that's where this belongs. This is you know he doesn't have the eye, I guess, but I guess we have to we have to figure is this on YouTube? Is that where he came in from? Uh I feel like maybe Instagram, right, Zolo? Yeah, Instagram. Instagram. All right, so fair enough. So now we've established a little something now, which is that Instagram does not have the eye or the teeth, which is kind of interesting. See, um, but, but also in the first one, he's just like, hey, if you're close, we should hook up. But but now he's actually offering something. Yeah. He's like, I got pasta that I'm making. No, all, he's refined his messaging. He, somebody's coached this dude. I swear to God. I, oh. I, I know it. This is this somebody said, somebody told him, hey, if you want to get a date, here's how you do it. It's not, you know, come take my seminar. And what I'm also suggesting is there's a whole business here for King. King could could coach up men on how to how to use TikTok and videos to to bring them in. You think I'm kidding? I, I King, I, I I gotta talk to King. Somebody's gotta get me King. Let, let's go. Let's let's go to voice messages. Here we go. Hey, Doctor Drew. Hey. Every single time I get turned on, mm-hmm. my cervix hurts. Ooh. At least I think it's my cervix, mm. but it just aches. And it's every single time, mm. and I would think that it was probably that I'm not, you know, bagocking or whatever the female equivalent is enough. But I don't know how much more I should be fucking. <laughs> I have a lot of sex. I don't know how much more I should even – and I don't even really have much interest. I'm not deprived. But anyway, I ha- I'm a victim of Munchausen's by proxy, so my brain immediately goes to my mom put a chip in my cervix or so- some shit. Wow. So anyway, hopefully it's not that. Thank you. Fantastic! Thank you for calling. Do you know what Munchausen's by proxy is? There's a whole Ooh, video, there's a whole I saw, series about it I out saw there. A Doctor House episode on that. Uh, again, or excuse me, I learned it in doctor school. It, it's pr- taking the mom takes the child in, typically a mom and a daughter, um, and cr- either creates or contributes to a bunch of vague symptomatology that no one can figure out. So they keep insisting them the child is sick, is sick, is sick. Munchausen's or Briquette syndrome is essentially. A syndrome where you say you're sick, you keep you. It's like uh, psychosomatic is sort of the common way right. about it. It's like a, the next step to being Bri- a hypochondriac, Bri- right? Right, hypochondriac is again another old term that doesn't apply. But but Briquette syndrome was presenting with multiple medical complaints. Munchausen's is demanding multiple surgeries, and Munchausen's by proxy sort of encompasses all of that. But it's in the daughter, and it's very traumatic and damaging for the for the daughter. Um, and so she'll have lots of unpleasant feelings coming out of her body that she can't regulate. So already having funny feelings about your pelvic organs is part of Munchausen by proxy, right? So you make more of symptoms that other people would not make up much of. So that's one thing. Uh, the other thing is you're building a case for having the female version of blue balls, which does exist. You can get pelvic congestion that can be uncomfortable, but as you're saying, it doesn't really fit with that because you have lots of sex and you're not having a lot of built-up desire and stuff, so it doesn't really fit. Um, there can be a lot of other stuff going on in that region. You've got to get examined. You could be, have cervicitis or endometriosis or all kinds of stuff uh, can, can cause. This is a very vague symptom. Uh, there's no way you can locate it in your cervix. Your cervix doesn't feel anything, right? You can't, can't say, oh, I'm having my cervix is itching right now. No. What you're having is some sort of pelvic discomfort in and around the upper part of the vagina and why somebody needs to look in there and figure that out. Maybe get an ultrasound too. But it's a good question. Let's get another one. Hey there, Tromo Mommies. It's Rick. Tromo. I just want to let you know, my wife was talking to some of her friends and she uh, heard a crazy story about one of her friends had ran out of lube when she was making love to her partner and they used, decided to use mayo as a lube substitute. Yeah. Everything seemingly went fine during that time. Later on, she started feeling a tickling sensation. She was oddly horny all the time the tickling started getting annoying so she went to the doctor and uh turns out that there were maggots inside of her and uh now i don't know if that's true uh but anyway they gave her a medication to get rid of the maggots but is that possible that when using the lube substitute like mayonnaise you can get maggot growth inside of you and that there's a medicine to treat something like that uh, never heard of something crazy like that. And if it's made up, I don't know who on earth would ever make up a story like that. So well, just looking for a little bit of your, your wisdom and your insight on this, partner. So if you could uh, if you could let us know. Keep them high and tight, y'all, and you bet I'm coming up Mike. Uh, Bye. Love the way he says that. Rick is my hero. Rick is my hero. Partner, way to go, partner. 
So um, there are many a apocryphal stories circulating about about things up the female vagina and up the male shitter. Um, like for instance, the uh, the classic story with um, what's the actor's name Richard Gere and a gerbil up his ass, which right. never happened. I love the fact Allegedly. though. Allegedly. Never happened. I love the fact, though, that uh, Richard Gere never denies it. That to me is a, it's an excellent move. I love that. Um, there was a period of time, though, where I did hear that there were declawing gerbils to put up the pooper, uh, and that that people were claiming that that was happening. So whatever's did not happen to Richard Gere. Um, I also uh, heard an apocryphal story when I was a medical student that. Uh, that a resident was evaluating a woman who had a bad vaginal smell, and when he looked up there, there was a sprouting potato. This is a classic story. And the woman was from Appalachia and was told that in that region, she said that that's how they used, that's what they did for birth control. They put potatoes up there, but she forgot about this one, and this one had actually sprouted. I'm guessing the maggot story is equally as apocryphal. Um, I'm going to, I wouldn't be surprised if somebody did use mayonnaise. I mean, you guys know uh, Ed from 90 Day Fiance, right? Yeah, I think he used it as a hair product. He used mayo on his hair, which was is proof positive that people do strange shit with mayonnaise. Um, be that as it may, I'm certain somebody had done something where some got up the vagina, and then I'm certain some resident went, uh, hey, man, they I bet maggots would get up there one day, or maybe there's some ants going. How would a fly get up there to deliver the maggots, right? Maggots are fly larvae. Maybe it was so, eggs inside the mayo. So, oh no, no, I, I just don't, I don't buy it. However, um, putting the mayo up the vagina would create all kinds of other problems, including vaginosis and infection and irritation and et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. So let's not use mayo as a. Uh, <sighs> I'm just thinking. As a what? I'm just thinking how cool people are. People are just cool everywhere. You could use anything as lube, Dr. Drew. I think we need to remind ourselves of something. That um, you can argue about whether IQ is a pertinent measure of intelligence or not. But it is design. This is an indisputable fact where 100 is average. And half the population is below 100. I'm just saying. Oh, yeah. I'm just saying. So things may occur to people that are not smart. And that's because they have a little bit of a disability. And that's okay. But let's uh, not, not, not encourage that behavior. Give me another voice message. These are hilarious. Hey, Mommy and Dr. Jeans. It's uh -huh. Joey from California. I'm 23 years old. I had a question about wet dreams. Mm -hmm. uh, for as long as I can remember, um, wet dreams for me have been pretty rare. But in the last few months of this pandemic, I've noticed that whenever I sleep without any underwear on, it's nearly 90% chance that I'll wake up to me showering my bed sheets with my hot icing. So, um, and even if I spick off the night before, any idea why that is? Thanks, you bet I'll be sleeping coming up in May. Yeah, see you then. Um, uh, I, I, I don't know, Joey. I mean, to have a nocturnal emission so-called, not at all unusual in your age group, even as you say, when you've been begawking all the way till the evening before. Um, you may, as, as, uh, Corolla used to always say is if, if you don't masturbate adequately, God will do it for you and take the semen out. Right. Um, he's got way too much cum in those balls. It's just not in the balls, but in the seminal vesicles. But yeah, it's just, that's where he's, uh, he's just accumulating stuff and he may want to need to attend to that a little more. Um, yeah. It sounds like Joey needs or, a couple five a days, right? Or that's what I was, I was thinking about that guy. It's so funny you say that. Um, but, but it, or enjoy the wet dreams. Um, again, it's just your body's way of uh, eliminating this stuff. I, that's why I, that's why I find uh, you know prohibitions against masturbation so bizarre to me. Because if you don't do it, God will do it for you. Uh, more voice messages. Hey, Doctor Jeans, uh, it's Garrett here from Arizona. I had an oral sex related question. So I've noticed after I give a girl oral sex, typically for like a longer amount of time than usual, I get this weird bump on the. Uh, the little uh, ligament string thingy that connects the, my tongue to the bottom of my mouth. Yeah. And I was just wondering if that's like a, something I should see a doctor for or if it's normal or if I just got, you know, stop eating pussy like I'm trying to get uh, <laughs> the peanut butter out of the jar like a golden retriever. All right, James, you bet you're awesome coming up in May. God, I'm going to see a lot of people in May this year. Um, 
Uh, that little thing that tacks your tongue down is called a frenulum, and it's pretty easily irritated. You're just you're doing too much. Uh, you know, uh, like you said, was it golden retriever trying to pull peanut butter out of a jar? That's that's a little aggressive and a little too much. And and by the way, um, I don't not sure if you're aware, but all the action is up on top, not inside the vagina. Uh, and if you're spending all your time trying to get something out of a jar, that you're you're sort of you're needlessly wasting energy and irritation of your tongue and frenulum. And the frenulum can be irritated very easily. It's from excessive extension of the tongue. Next one. That's an easy one. I like that one. Hi, Mommy. My name Hi, is Mommy. Brian. And Hi, Brian. recently, for the past month or so, more than a month, past six months or so, I've noticed that when I'm receiving head, if my girlfriend is doing a particularly good job, I get this, like, tingling sensation in my teeth. Like, my teeth teeth and like my my almost like a, like a cold tingling sensation yeah. so want to know what that's about uh hopefully you can answer it for me and i'm definitely coming up in may another great question brian i like the way he's like i mean she's doing a good job like he's got to add that weird <laughs> weird tonality in it like yeah the guy the, your, your, your girlfriend's helping you i understand understand what that means to get to be well serviced um you know what this is related to and th there's not going to be a really solid answer for this but it's, it's, this is going to sound weird, but I know this to be, I, I believe this to be true. ASMR. Do you know what that is? Look up ASMR. Yeah. The, yeah. the people whispering. No, into like that's one part of ASMR. That's ASMR whispering. Look up ASMR. Let's look it up. Let's read the definition. Uh, because it's about an activation of the, the the autonomic nervous system through these very, a feeling of well-being combined with tingling sensations in the scalp and down the back of the neck experienced by some people, and I'll tell you it's going to be in the hands, teeth, and face, due to a specific gentle stimulus uh, triggered by things like whispering voices, paper tearing, scalp massage, and sexual arousal for some people. Oh. So it is, it is, it is a activation. You know, it, it's probably also the source of why, whatever this is where there are, you know, connections between these sensory experiences and these uncanny sorts of tingling phenomena, probably how uh, acupuncture works. It's similar. They're sort of getting into those sorts of uh, phenomenologies, and we don't fully understand it. But I, I'm here to tell you that, that whatever ASMR is and whatever your experience, they're all kind of related phenomena. That's so interesting because every person that I've talked to that says they like ASMR, they say that it's nothing sexual and that they use um, no part it, of it. It's, I'm not. I don't want to imply that sexuality is what this is. What I'm what I'm implying is that it's a certain sensory stimulation in some people that triggers certain familiar phenomenon around tingling and uncanny feelings and stuff and this is that this is the landscape of the autonomic nervous system where things sort of flow up and down uh in a, in a sensory way that we don't fully understand it's the autonomic nervous system is what it is um and uh, i i bet there are other ways than sexual arousal that he gets similar kinds of stuff and i bet i bet he likes asmr i bet he's one of these people that sort of gets gets uh, sort of pleased by that and it's not sexual but it's pleasing it's pleasing Hmm. Right? Yeah. Huh. Hmm. You guys are all ears today. Well, well, because I mean, I don't know. I just always thought that ASMR was always uh, sex related, and that people were lying to me when they said that it wasn't. But I guess you're like, this guy just likes ASMR. Just the thing that that makes him tingle is dick touches or dick sucks. I think there are other things. Anybody in there have any ASMR type experiences? That <laughs> you, you can get it from uh, tickling on body surfaces. That Boy. comes from that too. Uh oh, Andy, what's up? Uh, I mean, the answer is yes. Ah! Yeah, absolutely. And, and, uh -huh. and let me tell you something else. It can be sexual. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Maybe well, it's not necessarily, but it sure can. Yeah, it could be from urinating, too. People sometimes get weird <laughs> stuff at the end of urination that it's sort of in that same zone. Um, there's a lot of stuff going on that's it's connected through the autonomic nervous system that we don't understand. Um, want to tell us any about any of your stories? No. Doesn't that be sexual? Doesn't that be sexual? Do you like ASMR whispering? Uh, I do, I do, yeah, yeah. And, and I it do was too. Really I, I understand why it's to find that out because I didn't know. I just went to a stream that said it, and it was just like this hot chick behind the camera. I'm like, I'll watch it, whatever. And I click it, and she was just. I was like, whoa, whoa hey, why did I? I? I like it when Annie does it. Oh, <laughs> oh boy. So, so. ASMR but, special next. But, but, <laughs> talk to Tom. Maybe we have a whole show here. So, but but. Um, but but I get the appeal of ASMR. I get it. I understand it. I, I mean, I it's uncanny, but I sort of appreciate it. Let's put it that way. And so it makes sense to me that you know people have other things that trigger those sorts of fun. There may be other names for this. You guys feel free to write or voice message us if you if I'm 
missing this? It's kind of an interesting topic. And if any of you are acupuncture specialists out there, maybe you can tell me how these things relate. I know they must. Uh, so please, this, we're going down a really interesting uh, avenue here. And I know we've got some listeners that must uh, know more about this. So please, please tell us more. So let's go from uh, ASMR. Any, any other ASMR stuff you like besides the whispering? Uh, don't you don't go sexual on me. Don't go sexual. Yeah. Well, then I can't go. Do you I like do you like like somebody running soft like feathers over your body? Surface? That it's that kind of thing. That depends. Are we talking sexually? Well, if you want to talk, you can. I was trying to preserve you know pre- <laughs> save I'm, you. From I'm that. just saying that what you just described. I mean, yes, okay. but sexually, yeah. <laughs> okay, okay. So so it's interesting. There's kind of a sexual overlay to this stuff. So 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 I I would agree to you. There's something. Un- well, autonomic systems are sexual, right? That's sort of what we're hooked into for our sexuality. So it makes sense that that would have a thing, particularly in males. Um, Wait, uh, real quick. Um, yeah. Also, that thing that he was talking about, though, in his teeth and, yeah. and like all around. Yeah. I understand what he's saying, but yeah. I mean, I always thought that was just like a, it was a bomb version of an orgasm. There's like orgasm and then there's like that fucking orgasm. Yeah. You know what I mean? uh, in, so. in some of that, there's a, there's another issue, which is you're bearing down or hyperventilating, which can make your face go numb. And that's a little different. That's a little different thing than what I think he's now, describing. I think that sounds bomb. Yeah. Right. See, God, God damn. That's right. But, but Nadav, back to your thing about it, not being sexual. It, it, I, I think people are, it's not specifically sexual, but it, it easily overlaps with sexual phenomena. I'm so glad you gave me this ammo. I'm going to shove this all in their faces and uh, let them know that it is sexual and well, that they're coming and just not tell me about all it. All right. Let me speak. This, now, this is a really long email I've got here, and I'm not sure where we're going with this. But the reason I'm reading it, because right in the middle of a long paragraph, I, I what jumped out of the page was abnormally fleshly, abnormally fleshy anus. So I had to know more. So here we go. 29-year-old, no health effects. Uh, much like any, I have streamlined my GI system to peak efficacy, efficiency. Generally, one only eat one decent-sized meal a day, make brown at most once a week. Sometimes it won't go for two or three weeks. See the spectrum of human behavior? It's very interesting. Wild. Uh, yeah. No, I, 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 didn't, I didn't say, you, look, you're an outlier, Andy. I didn't say you were abnormal. You're just, in, you're just in, it's a spectrum. Yeah, no, I, I was saying, let's go. I'm saying, like, yeah. that's one of my people. Yeah, yeah, I know. Shout out to my boy. Uh, F, F, yeah. This has worked out fine most of my life. The last few years, I've started to suffer fairly severe intestinal discomfort after going to the bathroom. Uh-oh. He's 29. As time goes on, I only find the symptoms are worsening rather than easing. I get a hollow, aching feeling in my gut that sometimes persists up to several hours. feel exhausted. Not only that, but my sphincter will bleed, and I almost always will seep out clear fluid for some time after the movement. Oh, boy. Uh, you could have something else going on. I mean, you could have inflammatory bowel disease or something like that. Obviously annoying to the point where I feel I can't do much else on that day. I feel I should note I do not engage in anal play, blah, blah, blah. Thank you for that. I have been to the doctor, and after digitally exploring my crap cavern, thank you for your poetry, he confirmed that I did not have hemorrhoids, fistulas, etc. He told me that I have an abnormally fleshy anus the hell is he talking about? There can be like, there can be growths out of the anus that are not, they look, I'm like, they're, they're fibrous. They don't, they don't, they're not really, uh, uh, hemorrhoids. It's just like an extra wrinkle or two, right? No, no. Oh no, no. This is like multiple fingers. Like you have digits down what? there. Yes. And they're hard. Uh, occasionally tear due to the epic magnitude of my bowel movements. The only solution was to work more fiber in my diet. Try to do so with supplements, but it doesn't seem to be helping at this point. I'm not sure if I can train my body back to open like a regular human being. Um, I want to stop oozing booty juice through my Levi's. Piss on me, beat me, Zane. Zane, you've got your look. You're there's one right there. There's a those are well, those are warts and fleshy. Anus. Yeah, we so can't show these. this to the people at home, but if uh, you guys want to follow along, uh, just look Google look up fleshy anus. No, or look up fibroid or fibrous uh, anus or fibrous growth or. Uh, yeah, fibrous anus. We'll see. Fibrous polyp. Uh, that looks eh, like an extra digit. Yeah. That's eh, sort of coming down through the, from the rectum. Uh, fiber epithelial polyp. There you go. Those are the guys. Uh, anyway, so you can have these little things down there. But, but um, my friend, something is going on. Uh, and you, trying supplements will not be sufficient. Probably what you're going to have to do is you're going to have to evacuate everything, like start over. Which means, uh, and you should do this under doctor supervision, which means taking like uh, a magnesium citrate bottle or a Miralax, a lot of that, and getting it sort of pushed through and see where you are. Kind of like prep for a, for for a, a colonoscopy. colonoscopy, very much so. 
Uh, and then you then you have to enter introduce serious bulk, which is bran or metamucil, psyllium husk in real quantities, and uh, not not supplements. That's not going to do shit. Uh, you have to have bulk in the diet, uh, and then you have to start to um, pay attention. You know, maybe get get twice a week would be okay. You know, maybe be a big difference for you. Um, I want to see some more videos, gentlemen. Uh, so oh, voicemail. Okay. Do, well, no, I want to see more videos. I want to see a couple more videos, and then I'll go back to voice messages. Here, you know um, what? I got a couple horrible or hilariouses that I. I that's what I want to see. I want to see this <laughs> elephant thing. It's been up there for a while. It's got exactly my intrigue. Exactly what I'm hovering over. Yes. Good. Intriguing. <laughs> yeah, I just did it. Oh, hilarious. The, 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 uh, yeah. <laughs> hilarious. The, 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 the poor elephant just moved quickly with his trunk and knocked the guy over completely. This reminds me of a story that Tom Arnold told me about Arnold Schwarzenegger, our former governor, that he put on a full-on circus for one of his ch children's birthday one year where they brought circus animals in and one of them was a baby elephant and they literally brought the elephant indoors and the elephant went wild and smashed through walls oh. <laughs> and i was like you brought an elephant in your house i would and love to see that, that. Uh, that's hilarious too right i mean it's you know it's not your walls i guess wait but you think that the elephant didn't do that on purpose like hey you're fucking with me let me get you away you know uh ele that would be even more hilarious and and elephants are socially aware so uh, yeah and they have memories be. maybe this guy's fucked could, with them in the past could be and the, and the uh, elephant and the guy was kind of laughing at the elephant a little bit and kind of you know, inappropriate ways. So you go for the elephant and set the guy straight. I agree. Definitely hilarious. Uh, do you have uh, other cool guy videos for me? Yeah, here's another horrible or hilarious. I think this one's a little less funny in nature. Oh, unless, just, is know, this the like ambulance scripts. one? Yep. This does not sound good to me. This does not sound good. Right, so pay attention to this guy on the floor. And... Oh my God. Oh my God. That is not hilarious. That is not. That's the guy that the ambulance came to try and help. That is not hilarious. That is. It's disgustingly incompetent, is what bothers me. Ugh. I don't like it when medical providers hurt people. It's just very ugh, unpleasant to me. Yeah, it's, a, yeah, it's pretty unpleasant. Not hilarious. <laughs> not, that's my not definite not hilarious line. Yeah, Thank you for taking me there. Great. Not hilarious. <laughs> ambulance drives over a guy lying in the street needing help. Not hilarious, but maybe the lady eating worm is. What's going on with that? Oh, geez. you're gonna hate this. The first worm of the summer. I sort of like it because <laughs> that's not. She's joking. What do you and, mean she's joking? She ate that worm. I know, but but that that shows commitment to the joke. Oh you know yeah, she's saying? committed. I'm, she is committed, and if it's not commitment to the joke, she needs to be committed to a hospital. So I'm hoping it's commitment to the joke. And she and what's wrong with swallowing for, uh, the first worm of the season? The Good for first worm of the summer. Oh, it's so unpleasant, though. I must say, what do you guys think? You think it's a joke? Um, and people will commit to, you know, people will really commit to their humor sometimes. Yeah. I feel like what's happened is that this lady really hates hearing that shit. You know, it's every time people say the worm of this, that must be big where she's oh, from. Oh, uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I've never heard that before. And then so she tries to one up it and uh, then it becomes really not funny for everybody. Good for her. Oh, I like the commitment. And, I, and there's another. <laughs> See, that's a joke. Um, but I, there's one up there also is kind of interesting to me it was drove into a lake what what is that all about yeah this one's also a little unsettling uh oh oh man who sends this stuff? time to do some sketchy shit do da do da hope i get away with it oh do do da day oh chips hell yeah that's convenient yeah we fucking sent her a little too fucking hard bob Wow, is there more to that? That's it. At least his window's open. If his window were closed, that guy would be dead. Well, okay, so there's a couple things that we could definitely deduce from here. One, definitely he, he, Canadian. Uh, the, the voice? Like, ooh, got some chips, yeah. bud. Yeah, but I, it could be North Northern Plains, too. You know, you right, got up in right, Northern right. Minnesota and stuff. It's sort of like Wisconsin. Um, and then, two, this guy's definitely alive because if he went all the way in, there's no way we'd get this footage. Okay, fair enough. 
Um, it's a little Fed Smoker esque car. You know what I'm saying? Doesn't remind you of Fed Smoker's car like early, early Fed Smoker? See, but I think that maybe that's only because oh, all the water. Why is does he have a, like a hospital band on him? What is that? Is it hospital? No, I think it's one of those rubber uh, wristbands, like the like the Lance Armstrong. Like he's supporting a cause. Right. I wonder what cause that is. Uh, so okay, and he like and those are not U.S. chips. You're right; those are not American Seven uh, Eleven chips. So I'm going with Canada again. I got gotcha. you. Yeah. And um, oh, go go back a little bit more. I want to see that dashboard. Is that a CB on the dashboard? Can't really see. Oh. See that thing hanging down there? This oh oh it's yeah. Like, that, like a, maybe it is a radio. Yeah, it's like a, the guy's got a CB in this, and it's an automatic. It's not an automatic. It's a it's a clutch car. Like it's it's a car with with, right, a with a manual gears. manual transmission. Yeah. Very weird. There's mo- uh, Please, anybody that knows anything about this video, send us more because now I'm just intrigued. There's, there's a story here we need to know. Right. It's a gigantic why. Yeah. <laughs> Not just why, but who and what's going on here and what was that. Do you, do you have any, just because I'm, I'm enjoying this, any TikToks maybe? Um, are we out of that? Yeah. I think I got some left over. Okay. Anything good? That's a good question. That's just a good question. A minute or question. two of TikToks would make me happy. So let's... Mm, let me see. Yeah. All right. I got that. Okay. Good. Yo, where are the goth girls that hit me up on Facebook? Why ain't any goth girls fucking hit me up on Facebook? That's what I like. <laughs> he's got the cool guy teeth, and I like that he's so high he can't even say Facebook. <laughs> he's saying Facebook. Yeah. P- Facebook. And he's also a Satanist. It's uh, His handle is Satan's Child 666666664. Well, he ought, to, he ought to look into other guys' wives. Maybe that would be something for him. Uh, this guy I like, but strangely, I don't know about you guys, but I like this guy better than the other Satanists we saw. Was that this show or last show? I can't remember uh, I th- now. I think it was last show. Yeah. And yeah, I think, yeah, because this guy seems like, oh, there's there's a fun He's a, he's a happy Satanist. Yeah. yeah, he's a kind Satanist. Okay, good. I, I sign off on this guy. Hope hope he found somebody. Hi. Uh-oh. Uh, I want to sing a song. I'm going to sing it for you. Uh, but it's another request, and the request is from Jamie. She wants me to sing about COVID-19. So the name of the song is uh, Jamie covid 19. Here we go. Uh, Jamie wants to go get a shot. Jamie wants to go get a shot. Jamie What's going on with this guy? Well, first of all, at first I thought it was going to be a joke. And then I'm like, oh, no, no, this is him. And he reminds me of uh, Bigfoot from the Stern Show a little bit, which who, to me is an uncanny neuropsychiatric syndrome that's hard to understand. And that's what I see here with this gentleman. I'd like to know more. Um, but uh, he's got the cool guy teeth, so I know he's a cool guy. And he's, <laughs> he is, um, <laughs> he's lying in a well-upholstered, beautiful... <laughs> A headboard, right? You see all that? Yeah, like all the signs say this guy's probably normal. Oh, but it says he shouldn't be on TikTok is what it says. Like like he is somebody's charge and they let him loose with a phone and oh boy, here we go. Uh, And it almost looks like he's on silk pillows, which is very intriguing. So I I must know more. What's his, what is his, at your... Uh, Your Eric time. I'm sorry. I have to look it up right now on my TikTok. So here we go. Uh, uh, okay, here we go. Checking. Do you guys mind while I take a second here? Because this is important. Uh, at why you you are you're Eric. Yeah. E R I C. Mm-hmm. Time T I M E. Uh, comes right up. Uh, oh, huh, huh. What? Lots of singing. Lots of singing with Eric. Uh, mostly with that upholstered background, but here's something from a week ago. Let's see what this is. Jesus. I feel like I'm hearing a Led Zeppelin album being played in reverse. Uh-oh. Uh-oh. He starts crying and laughing at the end. Did 
Jesus, this is bumming me out, man. Yeah, yeah. So this is we should not be making fun of this gentleman. This this I I'm, I was right in the sense that this guy is someone's charge. You know what I mean? That he someone's charge. He's not living independently. You know what I'm saying? Oh. Uh, he he is. Well, here's this. What is this? Oh boy. Wow. Sounds like a noisemaker. That's his him doing it. So first impressions. What are, what are you seeing? What are well, you? Well, if I'm I, I'm getting I'm feeling bad that we're making fun of this gentleman. I don't think we should make fun of him. I think <laughs> there's really something. I I think e- either that or he's the best actor I've ever seen. Oh. No, I, I think I think he's impaired, and we shouldn't be making fun. And and somebody is taking care of him. That's what all that upholstered stuff is. So uh-huh. horrible. Not neither hilarious nor horrible. Not our not our business. I'm glad he's enjoying himself on Twitter. Um, on TikTok. On TikTok. I beg your pardon. And he is singing. Uh, and he's like, singing. He seems like he's good natured. Got gentleman, someone's attention. And he's being well cared for, and that's what's really important here. So uh, and that and, and and he might be like Bigfoot if he didn't have the caretakers. You know, Bigfoot lives in squalor. Now he's in prison. And he has trouble living independently. And uh, there is there are brain conditions that make it difficult. And thank God this guy's... Oh, you're looking at Bigfoot. Um, if you know you're Bigfoot... Saying, you're saying this guy's in prison? Yeah, yeah. That guy who's on the can right there. Hmm. Um, he, do you, have you, you, you never heard him talk? Oh, Christina. No, like, oh, a, Christina like Howard so, Stern is the son that you and Christina are Yeah, she would be very... He, give, he ends every f- sentence with, it is. He goes, hi, it's Bigfoot, it is. That's Bigfoot. He's a very interesting gentleman. Um but lives a difficult life. So um, let us hear some voice messages. Hi, Dr. James. I'm just following up on a conversation you had with Christina about a straight cis woman being primarily interested in male gay porn. And I've never said this out loud, um, but that's what really gets me too, especially um, gay male So my thought process behind this is it just really looks like they're having such a fabulous time, especially the man who would be in the middle of that threesome. You know, there's even porn where the bottoms are ejaculating, you know, while this stuff, it's, it's, I don't know if it's more visual or just something that I can never experience because I'm not a man. Um, but yeah, that's kind of my experience with it. So, so, so you, you bet I will. I'll be coming up in May. Um, but fascinating. Thank you for the call. And, uh, Christina, I did walk down a little bit of a rabbit hole with that. And, and here's what I think is going on here. Um, a, you probably like getting males to reach an orgasm. That's probably something satisfying to you. So here it is now in a situation where the male is the center of attention of other male uh, sort of um, affection, let's say. And that crossover of, let me put it this way. Women, I was talking earlier about things that women experience that men don't experience, things like receptivity. The other thing I've heard women talk about a great deal, um, for instance, let me, let's go to Annie for a second. Let me, let me show you the difference here. Annie, if you were in a threesome with two women, um, what would you be interested in? What, what, why would that turn you on? What is it about having two women there that would be interesting? Uh, I get to please both of them. You get to please both of them. And, and, and in terms of, and it's sort of doubly arousing because you're looking at two women as opposed to one woman, right? Yeah. It, well, well, I'd more focus on the fact that they could do two things at the same time. Yeah. You know? To you. Yeah. yeah. So, so here's what women, when I've heard women, you have to listen carefully. I heard Robin from the Stern Show talk about this. When they talk about a threesome with two men, they go, I like that because it's two men paying attention to me, like focusing their attention on me. And as, and as a male, you're like, eh, what? That doesn't really sound appealing. What, what you want is to, you want to be focused on these two. Uh, it's a really interesting difference. And so I think when this woman is seeing the male attention being focused on a male and the male orgasm as part, that's just a crossover with the things that motivate you and arouse you. It's all good. It's fine, but it's interesting. It's interesting. And and sometimes people don't like having the same sex sort of in the video because it's kind of competitive or something. They just don't like having it. Men often sometimes just don't like seeing a man in the in the in in their porn. They just want to see the woman as though it's uh, there for them. 
kind of thing. I was going to say, too, it's like pretty normal for dudes to watch lesbian porn all the time. Absolutely. I don't know why girls 100%. 100%. 100%. And, and, I, and I don't want to give the impression that there's anything weird or abnormal or anything about it. I'm just, it's just one of your preferences. Um, but, but that isn't it interesting that it, it exposes certain motivations that women have that men don't have. That's all I'm saying. Uh, that are predominate with women and not so often in men. Give me another one. I am not done with these voice Hi, messages. Hi, um, big titted Hitlers. Big I'm titted an Hitlers. And um, I've been to many rehabs and all that shit. I've been sober off of Xanax for a year. I, hmm. I've been sober off of all hard drugs, whatever. I was prescribed um, gabapentin. Mm -hmm. And I think I have a kind of, I think I formed an addiction to gabapentin. Is there any like long-term effects of gabapentin? I've tried to research about it and I can't find anything, but am I just using that as another drug? Right. Right. Do I need to go to rehab for gabapentin? Okay. That sounds okay. pretty, I okay. love you guys so much. Oh, Peace thank you. The, this, I hope you're hearing my answer because this is very, very, very important for you. Um, talk to your sponsor about this. And if you don't have a sponsor, you need a sponsor because that prevents this kind of thing from happening that if you take gabapentin over 1,200 milligrams a day, like you could take 300 milligrams four times a day and be pretty good, but over 1,200 or so milligrams a day, it starts to act like Valium. Um, it's much easier to get off, usually, though sometimes it can be tough, particularly if you get up towards 3,600 milligrams a day, it can be a problem. But if you're around 1,200 milligrams a day, which is sort of a normal dose, it's pretty easy to taper that down and get rid of some of that motivating effects. I doubt you're addicted to it. I really doubt you need to go to treatment for it. But this is back to the sponsor thing again. The behavior of putting pills in your mouth to regulate your emotions, you want that behavior to break, right? And that's why probably why this feels uncomfortable to you. You're using the pills that are really there for post-acute withdrawal and for mood stabilization. You're kind of using them the way your addict self has always used substances. So maybe settle it down. Talk to the sponsor, get it on a structured regimen, maybe reduce the doses and get back to your program. And if you're not doing a program, this is a sign you need to be in the program. Next one. Good question. Hey, Dr. Drew, it's Alex. And Nicole. We were just wondering, Ooh. is it weird if you leave pee in the toilet? Because my wife will flush it and then pee and then flush it again because she's, she believes if she pees on top of my pee, possibly something will ha bad will happen in the vaginal area. <laughs> Can you give us an answer to this? Keep them jeans high and tight, baby. Okay. Yeah, man. Uh, first of all, couples calling simultaneously welcomed. First time, first time, Alex and Nicole, thank you for that. Uh, I love that they're both on the line together. Um, although he sort of overwhelmed her with all the YMH lingo. I wish she had yeah. rung in a little bit. He could hear how much he wants to be on the call. <laughs> yeah. So um, nothing's going to happen to her vagina, but uh, your pee is going to splash up onto her buttock, uh, and I can understand why somebody might not want that. Uh, right, because pee, pee is sterile, right? But pee is sterile. That's right, unless you have some sort of infection or something. But pee is, pee is generally sterile. So, I mean, you have – how many – you regaled me with videos of people in yellow showers or golden showers and drinking their urine. Do you remember that crazy nut job? Um, I mean, it sounds familiar. Do you really don't remember it? It was disturbing to me. Yeah, I mean, I don't know, man. These kind of come and go, and I, it's, oh it's kind of hard to. That's <laughs> awesome. You can't remember these things. Oh, my God. It was about a year ago, to be fair. Um, but in any event, um, yeah. Uh, e e e flush, dude, flush the toilet after you walk. After you go pee. What's, what's wrong with that? I mean, I, I we don't like our other people's excrement on us. you know. The, and to be fair, I mean, let's think about how our brains work, right? Um, this is the stuff our body's trying to clear out. Uh, and so people naturally have an aversion to things we were trying to clear out. That's a, that's a, you know, those, that's a sort of a normal adaptation. And as such, just the fact that your wife, not, even though her vagina is going to be fine and nothing's bad is going to happen to her, it's, it's make her feel better and go ahead and flush the toilet after you pee and also clean up after yourself. Don't splash all over the room too, gentlemen. Uh, one more, one more. Give me one more. I'm, I'm having such a good time with this. Hey mommy. So. Mommy. I'm an average size guy. I'm not a big bear beast or anything, but uh, I have a hairy rear end and happen to get dry skin and even some pimples in my ass crack. And I've used all kinds of creams and things that just go, won't go away. Is there anything you can recommend? Thanks. Kasami beat, <laughs> beat me. <laughs> I like that the centaur is calling us. Uh, or what, what is the pan? Pan's calling us. What? 
look up a centaur. C-E-N-T-A-U-R. Centaur? Uh, let's see a picture of one. There's a centaur, right? Yeah. Okay. He's got a hairy ass, doesn't he? Oh, I see the connection uh, now. So, All right. <laughs> so, uh, or or uh, look up uh, Pan is the same. Look up Pan. Pan's probably better. A better thing. Pan. Just yeah, yeah, just Pan. Save and oh, uh, no, pan uh, myth, pan mythology. Put pan mythology. My goodness, there's pan. See, oh, this guy with the pan flute, pan flute. Oh, that's why it's called a pan flute. Yes, yes, holy shit. And look, but look at he is half his upper heart is man, the bottom part is animal, like a goat or something underneath. God damn, and that's uh, our buddy here that just called in. Um, there are. Not a lot of good things to do, but it is actually very important uh, that you keep that area very clean. Uh, Corolla has the same problem. And as he said, when he's wiping his ass, it's like trying to pull peanut butter out of shag carpet. Mm-hmm. So you, so he solved that with one of these. Uh, we have the, the, the spray in your butt uh, that's on the show here. Oh, the bidet? The bidet. It's yeah. not a bidet. It's a, it's a modern version of uh, it. It's Hello Tushy. Hello Tushy. Get a Hello Tushy. I insist you get a Hello Tushy. Because that will solve a lot of it, will help with a lot of this problem. So it's it's actually really important you do that because because these um, these boils that you're getting down there can become abscesses, they can become fistulas, they can become a real mess. And so it, it's because of the hair that you're having difficulty cleaning the area. And so we have the instrument for you. It's called Hello Tushy. This if I I wish they'd sponsored this segment because it would been perfect for them. I did not know this was coming, but um, yeah, it's a good thing to do. And um, Adam had another funny thing about about that. He said when he's trying to get the <laughs> the uh, peanut butter or the shag carpet, he goes, "It's like trying to find Santa Claus's mouth." Ugh. Pretty good image, right? Pretty funny. Come on, you you guys watch horrible things all day. You don't think that's funny? You yeah. watch a woman thought it was funny to slurp up a worm. No, I didn't. No, no, no. Didn't it's, think it was funny. Look, we think all of it's gross. It's with hints of fun. How is that possible with you guys watching this stuff? What all do you day? mean? How could, it, st- how could, it, how could it still out? be gross to you? Because we still have some I mean, sort of like uh, you know meter on like whether we feel good or if feel you, bad if about it. Zolo- <laughs> oh, well, feel good or feel bad is a different thing. But and Zolo, I could understand because his you know his youthful sensibilities were still you're still working on those. True, things could still bother me. I guess so. I, I well, <laughs> bo- but bother is uh, the, bother things bother me terribly. But but the gross thing uh, you sort of worked out of me. You know what I mean? Mm. I'm sort of able to watch these things and not go, ooh, gross. I, I just get troubled. troubled yeah. the, things will still get me. A little different. Yeah, you're right. Vomit still, still. Yeah. And to be fair, Christina too. So here you go. Well, guys, it, another another glorious time spent with you guys in the booth. Um, Christina will be back soon, hopefully, so I can share with her all the, the glory we've had together here. And great questions, everybody. Please keep them coming. Uh, to me, Whatever fun we're having here, really the meat of the show is your questions on voice message and email, and, and they've been great. And I hope, hope you've learned something. I hope it gives us something really to chew on and think about. And uh, don't worry, we'll sprinkle in uh, material uh, all throughout, and you better believe I'll be coming back in May. See you then. Next time. All conversations and information exchanged during participation of the Dr. Drew After Dark podcast or interaction on the drdrew.com website is intended for educational and entertainment purposes only. Do not confuse this with treatment or physician medical advice or direction per se. You must always follow your medical professional's advice and direction. Nothing on these podcasts or posted on this site supplements or supersedes the relationship and direction of your medical caretakers. Please understand, I am not playing the role of physician in this environment per se. I'm educating. I am a licensed physician with specialty boards in American Board of Internal Medicine and American Board of Addiction Medicine.